far away With a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia Look Vader and later, Kylo Fit Parade Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed Who got the Chewbacca, there's no need to fret Busters are primed in the coordinates set Then it's off with their heads like their name Jago Fett I've seen these movies like 500 times On Solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind One with the Force and the Force is with me So of course you will see even if I go blind I'm on this journey of trials and lessons Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens Enjoy every minute cause they're only legends What is up, Star Wars fans? Welcome back to another episode of Their Only Legends, your favorite go-to spot for all things discussed about the galaxy far, far away. I am Tyler, and with me as always, my good friend in the forest, Spencer. How are we doing today, Spencer? Good, bro. Happy New Year. Dude, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. All of the everything that we didn't say to you before... Because we are back from our holiday hiatus. Now we know that we didn't uh, we didn't uh, let y'all know we were going to do it before we did it, but you know, such is life. And we needed a little break. We took it, and we're back. We back, baby. We're back. We and back. We're not the baby. only ones who are and, back. You know, dude. who's back? Boba Everyone's Fett, back. Bro. Boba's hey, back. Sorry. Man, like you remember? So there was a while ago, like during Mando, when we first started getting Boba Fett, that I posted that clip of uh, Patton Oswalt from Parks and Rec, where he's like. Yep. Yep. Boba Fett sticks his hand out of the sand and climbs from the maw of the sand beast. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. We got that it. It's been going around a lot lately. <laughs> it's exactly that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Cause I just watched it again the other day because it's been going around. And yeah, it's almost exactly, uh, it's almost exactly to the, like in my group chat with a couple of my basketball buddies, uh, they, uh, one of them posted that in there and he goes, do you think John Favreau's a parks and rec fan? And, I and so what I did just to be a dick, I was just like, um, I said, you know that John Favreau wrote and directed that episode, right? He's like, no way, that's awesome. Is really? And I was like, no, nah, I have no idea. I just thought it'd be cool yeah. if he if he did. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's it exactly how Patton Oswalt said it from his script, you know, from uh, his character on Parks and Rec. Was it Parks and Rec? Because yeah. they were in like a town hall meeting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't remember if it was Parks and Rec or if it was Community, but I yeah, think it was, it was Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Um, uh, oh, yeah. No, it was because uh, um, what's her name was there. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Boba is back officially. Um, and it's 2022. It's a whole brand yes, new there. year. Um, and and like, obviously, we've we've watched it. If you have not watched the episodes. um <laughs> Spoiler, Boba we're just going to talk back. about the spoiler <laughs> alert. I mean, everybody knows, obviously, but yeah, turns out he didn't actually survive and it was a mirage. It was Django the whole time. Who would have known? <sighs> they look exactly um, the same. <laughs> they look exactly the same. <laughs> the one has more of a head than the other one. Um, the uh, the uh, from this point on, we're going to get into a couple things shortly. We're, we're going to do our weekly intake update, but most of this episode is going to be talking about the book of Boba Fett. So if you haven't watched it, you might as well turn it off now and come back once you have caught up for the first two episodes or they calling them chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chapters one and two. Uh, and this will be, obviously this will be out when chapter three has already come the out. Day, so the but day before we get into that, the day mm-hmm. chapter three comes out. Um, before we get into all of that, we have a weekly intake update. We need to get out of the way. Multi-weekly. So, Spencer, in the last three weeks, what have you watched, I watched okay. related to Star Wars that isn't Book of Boba Fett? So, we were on like a Rogue One tangent. I re-watched Rogue One. Um, I watched okay. A New Hope. 
and like half of Revenge of the Sith. And I also started uh, the Bloodlines book. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So I'm like a third I of the way book, through that. Man. I'm not quite ready to talk about that. But in the next couple of weeks, I definitely want to touch on because like Bloodlines is really cool. And what I will say about it is I was a little hesitant going into it because it is a very Princess Leia politics book. And sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, the politics in Star Wars can get a little dense, but it's actually during yeah. a really like intriguing time because I didn't realize like. In, a, in The Force Awakens, it kind of feels like Leia and Han haven't had a relationship for a while. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that like right up until just really a few years before that, they were still married. They just had their own roles in the galaxy. That They're they just were doing playing. their own yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, man. Uh, you know, Ben was off doing his thing with Luke and Leia was a senator in the, the New Republic. And I mean, it's actually yeah, interesting. This takes place. This book takes place when Leia is pregnant with Ben. No. Right? Oh no, no. There, there was like it, it I think there was a uh, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a flashback. I haven't got there yet, that. I, I remember listen, from you I, telling me about yeah. it about how yeah. uh, I think it was how Ben found out about his lineage and his connection to being dark. Yeah, Vader's it gets grandson. into uh, gets into some mm-hmm. of that. Um, and then there's a flashback to her being pregnant. I think how she knew. That it was a boy, but um, yeah, it's. It, I really enjoyed that book. I, I listened to the audio book of it back when I was working as a detailer, um, and I'm pretty sure I just powered through it in a couple of days just because it was, it, yeah. you know, it was so good. And yeah, like you said, Star Wars politics is typically pretty dense. Um, and even though I am really intrigued by the Star Wars politics, um, I find it very difficult to end up wanting to know, like sure. to. To, to actually learn more about them. There is a, I think an almost a two hour long video on YouTube that's called the politics of star Wars or something like that. That somebody took, you know, somebody took a long time in care in breaking down all of the politics that is in the star Wars saga. Um, and I have it saved under my watch later. And I just, I just can't bring myself yet to sit down for two hours and learn about, like I started it and I'm pretty sure I fell asleep sure. during it. <laughs> Um, as one does as one yeah. does uh anything else that you uh watched or wanted to talk about anything new you found in rogue one other than what we learned the last no, time i uh i was just really just watching it with it. the perspective of everything that like we did talk about um because right after the first yeah. time we watched it i got into like the shaman of the wills and and what the wills mm-hmm. were and it was kind of cool like watching it with that with that aspect um i'm sure i yeah. watched a little bit more i mean obviously i'll watch book of boba fett uh, I want to say there was some other thing I watched. Um, I was going to watch actually bad batch. Uh, mm. for some reason I saw some, some memes or some, something that was related to bad batch. And I'm like, you know what? It's already been a few months. Like, I think it might be time for a revisit. Let's, let's watch binge through batch. it. But, yeah. um, which I've tried to do a couple times, but I get a couple episodes in and then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else. <laughs> But yeah, and that's and that's what I assumed would happen with me too, and that's why I haven't gone back to it. Oh, like, um, I realize. So we never got to the last few episodes of our visions review. Um, I did. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I uh, I haven't watched the last for couple. some reason. So I was like, yeah, I watched them all when they first came out. I never watched the last episode of vision. So I actually did watch oh, wow, that. Okay. Um, I do think that we should finish the visions recap. So I'm not going to get into it now, but the last couple episodes of visions okay. are actually pretty good. Um, so okay. now I kind of want to go back through and rewatch visions just to like, 
I think I think I I think I just have the last mm-hmm. two uh, to go. Um, which realistically, it's what that's 30, 45 minutes yeah. of my life. If that, I don't even know how yeah, long they are, 15 but fifteen minutes. They can't be much longer than. Yeah, they can't be longer than about twenty minutes each. So, um, well, that's cool. Um, I didn't. I didn't get too Star Warsy over our break. Um, I watched. Uh, I brought in the new year with a new hope, like like always, like I have the last Did you three time years. It? Um, timed it. I'm okay. So that was a funny story. So um, we, I had I went and saw Spider Man No Way Home on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, watched that for the second time because I saw it the week prior to because it's such a good fucking movie. Mark it. Um, anyway, the uh, we went to dinner with my roommate's family and then went to the movie afterwards and the movie got done at probably 9.20. We got in the car at 9.30. So if you're watching New Hope, for to have the Death Star explode at midnight, you ha- on Disney Plus, you have to hit play from triple zeros at ten oh two and forty eight seconds, sure. I believe, forty two seconds, and so ten oh two and forty three seconds. Anyway, memorize it. Anyway, so then as soon as it blows up, that's when it strikes midnight. So we were in Sandy, and we were. And it had just dumped snow earlier that week up here in the, in the, in the Northwest, man, we got, I mean, I got over a foot of snow at my house. We got, we got so much snow. Um, and so there was a lot of like, you know, there was still a lot of snow on the road, but it was still safe enough to drive. So we had to take, but we had to take mm-hmm. it slow. So I was looking at the clock when we were driving out, like we hit the road at like nine 30. I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be close. And so obviously we've already all seen a new hope. Look, you know, we we've done this as as a household the last two years in a row. We've all seen it numerous times uh, since then. But I got in and got it loaded up, and I think I missed the press play by about ten seconds by sprinting into the house, dropping everything, booting up the booting up the PlayStation, getting it all set up on the Disney Plus app, and hit play about ten seconds late. So I skipped ahead ten seconds, and I missed it. We were about I think about three seconds late. But but having driven from the the drive you know the the movie theater all yeah. the way home and and got it down I'm like I'll sure. take it man I'll take that three seconds to miss it but yeah it's it's pretty fun um, every year you uh or yeah when you you don't really realize it unless you're trying to hit a deadline but like there's not a lot of time between um uh man I can't remember what the scene is uh. But there's not a oh yeah from Darth Vader killing Obi Wan to the ex- explosion of the Death Star, there's no, not a lot jumps. of times. It's like it's like twenty five mm-hmm. minutes, twenty minutes, um, and you always forget just how long the scene of the trench run is. Like it's it's I'm I'm looking at my clock, looking at the t- the seconds ticking, and I'm like he hasn't shot it yet. It's we're like ten seconds away. He's still flying. He's still flying. And then it's just like all that build up, that tension yeah. of just the, the shot going, not knowing it was going to go in. It goes it in. Everyone's got to fly away. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's I I I feel like when I'm not watching a New Hope, I end up never giving it enough credit. Like when, when we're sitting here listing our favorite star Wars movies and stuff, I always leave new hope far from the top just because like, I'm like, it's not that entertaining. It's not like, it's not, it doesn't keep you engaged or as much as the other ones. It's not as much going on, but like 
it's actually a pretty good, exciting yeah. movie. Like there's a lot happening. It's not, it doesn't really lack much. And, and I think a lot of people think of, because I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. I know there's, there's a lot of people out there who think A New Hope is pretty slow. But I think a lot of people, when they think of A New Hope, they think of le- everything leading up to getting on that Millennium Falcon before the destruction of, of Alderaan. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole build-up scene feels like it takes yeah. a long time. You know, Droids walking um, through um, desert. Than, yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and we, we have this little, we have this little Zodiac sign thing we're going to get into based off of the star Wars droids and attached to which Zodiac sign. And I haven't gotten down cause I'm pretty sure Aquarius is going to be at the bottom. We're both Aquarius. Aquarius is normally at the bottom of most things. And if we end up getting C3PO, I am going to probably just immediately log off of the okay. podcast and not record the rest of it because, <laughs> because I do not want to be him. I, I love C3PO, but he's not my favorite droid. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else Star Wars I watched. Uh, I turned on Rise of Skywalker and turned it off. Um, I did. I did turn on The Force Awakens a couple of times. I think I turned on. I watched some Solo. I watched a little bit of Solo. And uh, other than that, I didn't get into any other Star Wars that's not Book of Boba Fett. Um there's a, we'll get to that part. I wanted to talk about that a little bit, but we'll, we'll talk about the uh, how I felt about the Book of Boba Fett right when we get there. But it looks like StarWars.com listed its top moments of 2021, which is a little it's a little arrogant. I mean, is for it for them to to list their so like well, we had like, the idea do, of like okay, it's the end of the year. Let's do like a like maybe try to go through and comb through like some podcasts do of like a recap highlight thing. We didn't do it. Come, you guys know us. We can do that. Uh, <laughs> you know we're gonna say we're gonna do it. We're never yeah, gonna you, do it. You already know. Um, but you like, know, I know it's common you know for like, podcasts to do that, like clip shows, especially like comedy podcasts and stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, Star Wars posted this thing: Star Wars Best of 2021, according to Star Wars. And you know it's according to Star Wars because the first thing we see is the High Republic. Now I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. You're not kidding. It is the first thing we see. I, um, I'm just. But I will I give them. Shit. Like, I still want to get into. Oh, it is. High Republic. Yeah, I wasn't joking. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, so I, oh, I I looked at it, right? I opened this up before we started recording and I read the first paragraph and uh, I saw the picture of the High Republic with all the lightsabers and. For some reason, when I scrolled, it like jumped immediately to the 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 Lucasfilms thing, or Lu- Lucasfilms mm-hmm. game gaming. I can't speak apparently. Uh, three weeks off, and I don't know how to talk. And so I was like, "Oh, that's cool." They gave Lucasfilm Games like the marquee. Like they said, this was the highlight of our year. I was wrong. I, I totally missed that paragraph where they said High Republic was like the first thing. Um, but dude, yeah, I have been hearing some stuff about the high Republic that is actually getting me closer to being like, let's pick this up and learn about There's it. There's no reason um, that we haven't. I think just like, you know, human yeah. existence is, is a spectrum. I think you and I on the spectrum of star Wars fandom, it just hasn't been something that's clicked for us. But I know that if yeah. I were to take the time and go through and actually absorb the content, maybe read the comics, uh, see everything that it has to offer, because there were aspects of the first couple books. When the first couple books dropped, um, Light of the Jedi and some other one, mm-hmm. 
um, there were aspects of it that I <laughs> so messed up. It's so messed up that you, you know, light of the Jedi, but then like Claudia gray follows our Instagram page. We don't even know the name of her. Stop, first I know it. I just don't off the top of my head. No. Hey, but she wrote bloodlines. I'm I am reading, reading that, bloodlines. So... I read uh, lost yeah. stars. I, I, I'm going to look that up real quick. What the but name of the book is. I, I know that there's stuff in there that I like, man. When I think about like, if you take a step back and you're like, I'm a star Wars fan, what in star Wars do I like? Like, I love old Republic vibes. I love like the idea of going to the height of the Jedi and here's all these Jedi working together and there's no Sith threat and they're thriving. And it, it seems like everything that I would love, like the heroic, jedi side of Mm -hmm. star wars like it is all of that i don't know if it's just my like cemented adhd ass where i'm like i gotta learn 20 something characters and like it's more so been on the back burner just because i haven't been able to focus and actually give it the attention that i want to more than the content itself like i do plan on getting it so I can't speak for you, though I do mm-hmm. often. Um, <laughs> but I can tell, I can tell you and all the listeners about how I feel about it, and it might be kind of how it is for you. Is that like, well, one for you, you you're a little more open with the the, the media uh, that you take in, the way the story is told, right? You will read the comics, books, whatever it is, watch the movies, the shows, whatever, and I will do that as well. However, it's I've realized as much as I do, I have said I don't care about the media form a story is told so long as the story is well done. I say that, but then I find it very rare that I act on that. Whereas like if it like I promise you if High Republic were to be told on a Disney Plus streaming show or a movie, I would know everything about it inside and out who all the characters are. But given the fact that it's a book, it has changed. Now, now, the reason being is because I'm not sitting down reading the books, and that and that adds another element to it. It's not just the author. The only way I'm going to be able to take in a book, as I wrap that line, uh, is audiobook. And now it factors in the narrator. Now, Into the Dark was Claudia Gray's Mm-hmm. novel yeah. the young young adult novel that followed up light of the jedi the I, I remember us talking about that and how i turned it off within the first minute or two because of the way that the the voice act the narrator was reading the book now i have i got my i have i have a kindle that i can use and i'm going to use i just my mom gave me her old kindle um paper white or whatever so it's like feels like pages yeah, kind of one too um, and doesn't really have a yeah. bright yeah, and, and I love that. It doesn't have like a bright mm-hmm. backlight. doesn't kill your eyes. Um, and I want to use that more. And I know that if I have these books in the Kindle form or even in physical form, um, and they are canon, because that's another thing, is like I want. I know we're called They're Only Legends, and that was what we intended, and we talk about that all the time. I Over my left shoulder, right there, other way, there it is, right there, you can see the Dawn of the Jedi book over my over my shoulder. Um, and that's a, that's a Legends story now and i bought that because that was going to be our first book that we talk about on the podcast and we just didn't and i never read it because as of this moment i don't feel like there's any need for me to read it since there's no canon <laughs> consequences or, or importance sure. to it now it could be completely off it could the, the that book can be a probably it might be a huge inspiration for the light of the jedi in, in the high republic um 
but I just haven't gotten into the High Republic. That being said, I'm hearing a lot of good things, and that is nudging me towards getting these books in physical or, or Kindle form and getting ignoring the audio side of it and just reading them myself. And that's that'll make it if I would have read Dawn of the Jedi, sorry, Light of the Jedi, I would have remembered all of the character names mm-hmm. longer than just, you know, having them for that first episode after I finished reading yeah. the book or listening to the book rather. Um, because I love knowing characters and backstory and stuff. And I still I still stand by the fact that the uh, Padawan that was afraid of using the force to stop his fall um, and being taught that I stand by the fact that, that is going to be used to explain why Mace Windu is alive whenever they bring him yeah. back. Hopefully they do soon. Um, but Which I loved that sequence. Yeah, I love the like when we get back to Coruscant, I'm going to find the tallest building and push you off of it. Like they're <laughs> throw you off. That. Of it. Like, I, like, it's it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that would be something that would be uh, that would be something that would be fun to, you know, this is the thing I said I was going to wait until we started talking about Book of Boba Fett. I'm actually going to say now because it, it ties into this. And it's one of the reasons why I feel like I'm not getting into the High Republic. And that's because I've realized now that when I, I mean, I, I love book of Boba Fett. I love where they're going with it, how they're telling the story. And I'm excited for watching the third episode. But if I'm being a hundred percent transparent, even after the first episode and leading up to the first episode, I wasn't, I didn't that. It didn't like the mm-hmm. fire, right? That Mandalorian sure. did that. The sequel movies did when they were coming out, um, that even bad batch did, you know, um, and I and I and I was sitting and I and I got done. I got done with that first episode. Uh, I waited. I stayed up until it released at midnight uh, Western or Pacific time, and I just sat there when it was over, kind of thinking about the episode and real was thinking about why am I not pumped about this? And it's because I personally, I'm, I want to know more about what happened post Rise of Skywalker. Like I, and I was thinking about the timing. It's been three years now, or no, two years now, since the Rise of Skywalker has released. That would have been about the time we were getting another sequel movie. I'm thinking, wondering if like I have this internal clock, so sure. to speak, about learning more about like Ray and Ben and Finn and Poe. And we all know that I am pretty much a sequel stan, um, but like. We're learning so like I wonder if it's that that 70 year time period that we keep talking about. And it's like I don't I want to know as much about it as I can. But my most peaked interest is what is happening sure. next. You know, I think that's natural. And I think like, that might Yeah. And I think that might have something to do with my not wanting to get into the high republic is like, no, no, no. I don't care about all that. Where are we going now? I'm trying What's to go going back. on with let's Ray? Go What's, yeah, sure. let's go forward because you know, that, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And I think that's probably why that being said, uh, two episodes into book of Boba Fett and I, I love it, you know, and I'm, it, it's not quite burning as hot in me as wanting to know about more future stuff, but it's burning. And so I want to, I do want to get into high Republic and I think, I think it'd be a good idea for us to maybe, maybe pick one and dive into it, read it yep. and, dive into it you know i think maybe we owe we owe uh 
Miss Claudia Gray uh, for a uh, thank you for uh, for following our our Instagram page by uh, by reading uh, Into the Dark. Mm-hmm. I believe is what it's called. And like you said, I've um, enjoyed other content from Claudia Gray and I'm enjoying Bloodlines right oh, now. Oh yeah, she's great. awesome. She's yeah. great. It's it's yeah. not it's not it's just like her book, it, it's The High Republic that I just haven't It's also it's also a young adults sure. novel. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Daddy's a young adult old. anymore. I'm a month Dude, Daddy's a month away from being You're 30. You're 3 weeks away <laughs> from being 30, bro. I'm 3 <laughs> weeks away from being 30, I'm dude. I'm 1 year younger it's, than you though. I'm not I'm uh, not that far behind. Yeah, I'm th- I'm the 3 weeks the away the from the last getting brighter. year of my 20s. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I don't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's move on. This is not a that lifestyle podcast. Let's move on. That's going to just... <laughs> um, yep. let's, let's run through some more of the, the, the highlights of 2021 real quick. Um, I yeah. am excited for let's the open world scrolling. game. I know that we're having uh, a little bit of some backlash over some things with the creators of the game. Um, not enough for Star Wars to leave it off the list, Not enough for Star Wars to leave it off the list. Uh, and like I said, like I'm not super well-versed on all that. We're not going to get into all that. This doesn't touch on that at all. Um all of the the bs aside of course i want like welcome back lucasfilm games i'm a player oh, content yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it uh another one dark horse comics is returning with the star wars galaxy uh i love that and i i know i've mentioned on the show before i live in the city where dark horse comics is headquartered milwaukee yep. oregon and it's kind of cool, man. Like it's cool because like you go downtown to the you know downtown Milwaukee, and you got uh, things from another world and the whole Dark Horse comic headquarter and warehouse and stuff over there. So like I love it. I see Dark Horse everywhere. It's like I consider it a part of almost my day to day life. Like it feels home to me, and it's cool that you know mm-hmm. Star Wars is also very much home to me. So like it, it just makes me happy to see and. Hopefully I'll be able to yeah. maybe even squeeze in there and meet a couple of the people that uh, were able to do this and be like, hey, I'm local based to Dark Horse. Come on maybe, my podcast uh, and talk about stuff. So Maybe uh, get a job working for them. Who knows? I mean, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it, you, know, I, you know, I'd be trying. It'd, it'd be, be trying. Yeah. I mean, why not, dude? You're you're uh, you're artistic and uh, talented and live nearby. There's no reason why, you know, they shouldn't holler at just your let boy. Let me in the warehouse, man. I'll help print the things, dude. <laughs> yeah, just let me just yeah. let me just load the comics. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucasfilm celebrated its 50th birthday. 50, 50 years. years of Lucasfilm, so congrats to all them. And uh, Mando got a bunch of Emmy Awards. Yep. Uh, aside, this is something we can enjoy. So, aside from the High Republic, Star Wars comics also explored the galaxy at large with the War of the Bounty Hunters and more. The War of the Bounty uh, which Hunters, which we do plan. I, I still plan on watching it, especially now with Boba Fett all peaked interest and heightened. I, I definitely want to continue the uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters train. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, That'll be uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Stuff. I just need to like sit down and read them all mm-hmm. and yeah galaxy's edge we can go past that no one likes galaxy's <laughs> edge <laughs> if you're fortunate enough to make it to um, disneyland in a pandemic god bless you like whatever yeah uh, a lot of people are a lot of people are man uh bad batch that was fun visions uh yeah i'm not uh i couldn't i i want bad batch season two to come out to like repair my feelings about the first season. I like honestly, and we'll get into this here in a minute. Bad Batch and Boba Fett kind of have that same energy to me where it's like 
this is really fun storytelling. I don't think it's like, I, I don't know. Like I said, we'll get into it. I'm really enjoying Book of Boba Fett and I did enjoy Bad Batch. It wasn't like, I think I think the review afterwards, I was like, it's kind of a letdown. I think we approached it with that energy, but Mm, uh, yeah, we did. We 100% pros with that energy, but I think it's justified and warranted and not to get into like a tangent and run down that because I know we, I promise we won't. But the, I think the reason why we were we were so excited and thought it was so good watching it was because we thought we were anticipating this big story culmination and it wasn't there. And so now that you know it's not there, you watch it again that that's not as excitement is kind of because you know it doesn't pay mm-hmm. off really i mean there's a payoff kind of but it doesn't really pay off in the way we thought it would um and that's just what anticipation does but anyway um i scrolled down a little bit but uh i just wanted to say something about the kenobi because they're kenobi is obviously is in the works it had been announced as one of the top things for star wars in 2021 and i was talking just a minute ago about that fire of like wanting to like excited to uh, yeah as soon as i hit that kenobi poster i remembered just how fucking excited i am market for star wars obi-wan kenobi like that's gonna be my new thing by the way anytime i swear i'm just gonna say market as a joke because you know i, <laughs> I think, think i noticed you did myself. that on like last week's ep- or not last week for the last episode we put last yeah. week's episode last yeah week's ep- three weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah i think i did yeah yeah no obviously i'm so excited for kenobi dude i'm so- yeah, but not to not to interrupt your uh, us going through the list, but I just wanted to say oh, no. that like I oh yeah I am so excited yeah. for uh, the twenty twenty one highlight. It says that we got the cast for the Obi Wan Kenobi series. So um, yeah, a bunch oh, of good people. I'm so not reading more. all their names, but <laughs> nope. You and McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Yep, not to take away from anybody else, yep. but to take away from everybody else. Uh, <laughs> Lego Star Wars <laughs> Terrifying two. Tales was awesome. I love Lego Star Wars. Oh man. So good and yeah. obviously book of boba fett kicking off so uh um have you watched spider-man far from home, or no way home mm-hmm. yet now nah. stop why <laughs> i just i What's just like dead stop energy uh, bro yeah because i want to talk so badly about this it spider um, i know everything i Oh, is this not an MCU podcast? I dove heavy into spoilers. Do we not talk about MCU all the time? There's nothing you're going to reveal. You dove heavy into spoilers? absolutely. No, I'm I'm not going to go see it. And I'm like, I'm going to see it on the internet anyway. So I just dove in. I had my, I laid back and let my coworker just. There was, there was, uh, (laughs) I think opening weekend. I think I went the Tuesday after opening weekend because I didn't want to get it. I'm super excited to watch it. I just haven't. It's a masterpiece. I've heard. Um, but the point, the, the reason why is because um, Lego um, Lego Darth Sidious, Lego Palpatine makes a uh, cameo. Oh, really? It, and it's cute. Yeah, cool. I like it. It's funny. Um, it's one of my favorite moments of the movie. It's not one of the best moments, but it's one of my favorite moments. The audacity. Um, of? Star Wars right now. In the 2021 highlights, we climbed aboard the Halcyon in Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> Wait, where do they put that? Oh, just keep scrolling. Oh, there it is. No, they added that. It's, it's the, the last, last thing. thing. They're like, no, they're like, no one's gonna read to the bottom of this list, so we'll just throw it in there. No one's gonna okay, notice. Okay, dude. <laughs> wow. 
Hey, yeah. you know what? I told like that's where the bias mm-hmm. comes in when you when you make your own best of. That's when the bias yep. comes in. However, so that that kind of tells me everything right there is. I thought I was like, well, I was gonna say before we started reading it, they have the analytics. They they know what the people like, and they can tell based off of that what the best things that came out of them were this this year. They apparently ignored the analytics for that part and just threw it in there anyway. Because if I were them, I would have left that completely. You know that 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 uh, the uh, Galaxy's Edge last call VR was the last thing on the list. And then the proofreader was like, someone was like, one of the suits was like, why is the Star Cruiser not on the list? Um, you want me to add it? Yeah, absolutely add it. Why would it not be on the list? So they just threw it in at the bottom. Some some suit and tie CEO. <sighs> New yeah. year, new me, baby. What droid are you based on your Zodiac sign? Okay, so we're just going to go through all of them yep. here. Um, and uh, and let you all know, because I'm sure there's more than just a few Zodiac signs of y'all listeners out there. I'm sure we've got a representative from at least one representative from at least every single Zodiac sign. Um, it's a new year. It's a, the same version of all of us, just different. Anyway, that's just that's too uh, nihilistic. Okay, starting off at the top. Well, Galaxy uh, far, far away. What the hell? I don't know how to read. I'm on a Red Bull with hardly anything to eat. Don't know how to speak English anymore. Let's pretend that never happened. While Star Wars might be set in a galaxy far, far away, there's something about the distinct personalities of the characters that make them feel so relatable to those of us restricted to this galaxy. So without reading the rest of that paragraph, L337... You're ridiculous, bro. Spencer. I wasn't planning on reading I this. I was just gonna highlight this the zodiac signs and what droid this and maybe maybe well, the reasons why. But you're like oh, well, wow, this Star is what Wars happens. might this is be what set. We 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 sit a down long time ago. We sit down in the morning to watch these and yeah, in a galaxy far, far away. We'll sit down before any of this and we pull up the page and we go, Okay, here's what we're talking about today cool we don't tell each other how we're going to talk about it we don't communicate anything and normally that's my job my job is to go hmm i think we should just do it this way and not say anything and then you do it the other way so you know now it's my turn to flip it uh aries l337 are you want to run through it and explain why you would have given me shit too if i was like wow star wars might be set in a galaxy (laughs) i was just trying to follow your typical lead bro that's all (laughs) I mean, you, that, is exactly how, that is exactly how you read. Welcome back to the Today. new year. Y'all ready to listen to us live through back. another article? Read. Yeah. <laughs> That's too L337 real. L337 is an yeah, yeah. New us. New us. Straight to the new bullet us. points. New year, new us. We're not, yeah, straight to the bullet points. We're not reading another <laughs> damn article. I don't give a... Uh, yeah, L3, Aries. Um, R2-D2. Oh, Taurus. Right That's that quick. Why is L3 in Aries, well, dude, Tyler? Okay, you know what? I want you to tell me what you expect out of this. <clears throat> what do you mean? You <laughs> <laughs> hop up on the soapbox. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> what do you mean? Explain to me what you mean. L3 exhibited. Uh, oh, no. Hold on. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Are we reading articles again? Are we already falling off a resolution? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we already know the personalities of all these droids. I don't think we need to read it. Like if you you know the droids, you I'll, can I'll give the summed up. L three exhibited signs of resolve, Good. conviction, passion, and bravery. Take that energy, Aries, into the new year with you. That's from Spencer of Their Only Legends. Let's move on. <laughs> nice. R two D two is a Taurus, a Taurus. Okay. Uh, willful and impulsive zodiac sign. Just that just screams R two. Mm-hmm. 
Loyal. BB-8, Gemini. Okay. Yeah, don't know why. Just character traits that work with a Gemini, so I guess. Beeps. Caring and inquisitive. Yep, caring and inquisitive. Adaptable to their surroundings. Mm-hmm. K2SO is a cancer. Uh, loyal, emotional, and yet endlessly pessimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that speaks that's, his mind freely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. IG88 is a Leo. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Okay. <laughs> I can see that full heart, wholeheartedly. Uh, obstinate. Uh, Passionate, inflexible, generous. IG. Yeah. Yeah, baby. AP5, uh, for those that don't know, in Rebels, he is the uh, the inventory droid or whatever he was that works with Chopper. Mm-hmm. Voiced um, by Steve Stanton. Formerly Imperial. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Virgo, or it is a Virgo. I don't know. It's a droid. AP5 is a Virgo. Um, Analytical, yeah, hardworking. This practical, is practical. Uh, can I just say extremely right, critical? If okay, if I were if I were to have written this article, and I'm about to go in on the author of this go article, off, I would have continue. I would have underneath each one give a little paragraph blurb, and then literally what we're doing, mark down bullet points yeah. of the traits. 2022 is don't make me ha- we're like, bringing bullet point energy into 2022. Bullet, bullet point, point energy, no rambling. We don't have uh-uh. time. Yeah, we're 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 cutting off the yeah. fat kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't wait. Do that. I, I do yeah. want to cut off. Some- <laughs> I did too, dude. Oh man, oh man. Yeah. If I if if summer me found out the gains I lost mm-hmm. over the winter, he'd be so mm-hmm. mad. Uh, C three PO. Oh, thank God, is a Libra. <sighs> okay. Whew. Uh, now what does that they, mean? They're gracious. Okay. They hate confrontations. Social creatures. They don't like being on their own and rely heavily on self pity to get through the day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a typical Libra personality. Three PO was terrified of Dude, being Libra left alone. sound like little chihuahuas <laughs> that like piss themselves and like whimper. And, right. Like, hold me, hold me. Little shaky chihuahuas. Um, just... Oh, oh man. No. Yeah. Show me. Show me a non-shaky chihuahua. Chopper is a Scorpio. I can see that. Resourceful, mm-hmm. brave, loyal friend, pig-headed. Um, man. And they can really also have an that. unbecoming violent streak. Oh, Sick. yeah. <laughs> well, I like this line. While many droids on this list have done their fair share of fighting back against the Empire, Chopper's alleged kill count is something of a legend, with him being supposedly responsible for thousands of deaths. My man. <laughs> oh, wow. I love Chopper, dude. Oh, dude. I remember in Legends, homie picking up stormtroopers and dropping them off yeah. the edge and just letting them fall <laughs> to the bottom. Oh, man. Chopper's a savage. Yeah. Dio, he is a Sagittarius. No, no thank you. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. Uh, idealistic and generous. His... They don't sugarcoat things. And that's never been more clear mm. than when Dio was quick to say, no, thank you, when Ray tried to pet him. Um, yeah, he didn't care if her feelings me. were hurt. He didn't care. He just didn't want it to happen. And he was just, this is it. Oh, man. Capricorns. <laughs> so sorry. You're... So sorry. Your luck. Capricorns. Y'all are mouse droids. Yeah, MSE sixes. Those with Capricorn person. Responsible, disciplined, and good at managing their time. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not so. Uh, that's actually pretty yeah. nice. I wish they I had manage that. their time in a disciplined, uh, disciplined in nature. Res- except, of course, when they were scared, mm-hmm. scared away and confused. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't even remember. That. Who is this? No, is that a resist? Is that from Resistance? Yep. Really? We got something from a R2 show I refuse unit? to watch. <sighs> Bucket <laughs> is an Aquarius. R1J5, R1 also unit. known as Bucket. 
Oh. Damn. All right. What are the personalities? Original, individ- individualistic, progressive and progressive-minded. Okay. All right. Uh, um, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, we're an older droid Originality. that just keeps ticking. <laughs> oh, wait. There's more. I forgot about Pisces. BD-1 is a Pisces. Okay. It's my wife. I see that. I see that. Our friend Shannon's a Pisces. Very nice. This sounds like the adorable droid BD-1 introduced into the video game. Yeah, yeah. I could see uh, learned, tender, wait, wait, known to have tender, learned, and compassionate characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Pisces They're people. overly trusting and have a deep um, desire to explore. That sounds very Pisces. That nice. was fun. BD-1. That was kind of cool. Oh, man, that the makes me miss The one droid playing. I don't know is the one that's my sign. It. Yeah. Apparently, like, I'm a droid. I feel named like we had that coming, probably. Oh, we yeah. have spunky personalities. Occasionally. Cool. Around those that we care to be spunky yeah, with. Uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, I'll throw each one of these up on Instagram. And this is an article from Looper that we just read this through. So thanks to Looper for putting that together. Are you going to, though? I'm going to. 2022, baby. I'm going to follow yeah, through. Yeah, 2022. I'm following through on my work. I was, I was, just, I was yeah. testing you to Come see on, if man. you were going to do it. Yeah, the day after this drops. Thursday, man. Check that. Um, I'll, I'll post a picture. So I'll put Aries and do L3 and so forth. I'll <laughs> put, uh, I'll put the little pictures of all these droids up on the video somewhere. Perfect. I'm going to get, I'm going to do, I'm going to do things a little different for the video this time. Heck around. We'll yeah. see what happens. Heck yeah. You want to talk some, don't Boba get too Fett, excited, bro. Let's all right, before we get into that, man, if you guys are watching on YouTube, if you could like and subscribe, maybe leave a comment, let us know what you're enjoying so far, what your favorite part of Boba Fett has been. Uh, obviously, episode three or chapter three comes out the day this episode drops. So we're just talking about the first two episodes. If you haven't watched those yet, uh, go do that because we're entering spoiler country. All right, we're in spoiler country. It's time to talk some Boba Fett. Uh, just first of all, first impressions. Two episodes. What you think? <clears throat> <laughs> Listen, after I watched the first one, I was like, I, I tried to be very optimistic. I was like, "Listen, it's a show that's not taking itself too seriously." It, mm-hmm. like, it didn't have like you know, Mando is very dramatic. When we think right. about like Mandalorian, it's it's super dramatic. It's. Book of Boba Fett felt more fun. And I feel like fun is a word that I go to to describe things that like I don't want to say are bad. Right. Right. I said Bad Batch was fun because I didn't like I know the amount of like love and time and effort and and stuff that went into making that show. So like I I didn't want to disrespect it. Boba Fett, I also came out with, you know, the next day when he got coworkers. Hey, man, did you? You watch the new uh, Boba Fett show, and I'm like, yeah, dude, it was really, it was fun. It was, it was a fun show. The second episode hit all the right spots for me, man. I'm like, I, yep. I, the second episode is what got me excited to watch the rest of the show. Um, yeah, and that's like 100%. my my initial reaction to how. What do you feel about it? So very similar. So you know how I said earlier in the episode, I talked about how um, the I wasn't super excited like i thought i would be because i want new content like ray finn ben all that stuff and that's what i kept thinking watching the first episode to what you said is like it was fun which is a sometimes a way to say it wasn't as good as it could have been or should have been right um and i felt that way throughout the entire episode i felt that way after the episode and i felt that way the entire week leading up to the second episode but the second episode really got me like 
as, as soon as I saw the moment I saw it was 53 minutes, that's when I was like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Um, it felt and, like the proper length because that's that's been a yeah. big complaint I've had uh, with Mando with Bad Batch was mm-hmm. it was the length man and visions especially episodes or twenty two yeah. minute episodes it's like what the hell yeah I mentioned and we're I, only getting seven we're right. only getting seven episodes of Book of Boba Fett so why oh, so waste time with thirty minutes seven yeah it was initially going to be eight and now it's seven. I wonder so, why. No, they're going to drop us like know. a surprise eight. Dude, they're going to give us like a, a yeah. movie at the end Let's of go. it. Yeah, Let's do it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's yeah. been my complaint with a lot of the new Star Wars content is is yeah. if we had time to really swim around in it a little bit more than bam, 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 roll credits. Like, yeah, I feel like I get that with Boba Fett. It doesn't feel rushed. It feels it absolutely is not timing. rushed. We have gotten almost nowhere in the story. No. You know, <laughs> we've gotten a lot of no. backstory, though. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of backstory. Um and so, yeah, like immediately episode one, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land starts out with nothing other than how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Yep. Wastes no time getting into. It's not like, oh, I still wonder what happened. No. Boom. We're in. Here's how he got out. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't uh, uh, Dengar. It wasn't, you know, jetpacking out of there because his jetpack was whatever. No, he flamethrowered his way out the side of that at the side of that Sarlacc and came up out of the sand exactly like Patton Oswalt said in Parks and Rec. And it's just like, from you know, the maw of the sand, beast. from the maw of the sand beast, <laughs> yeah. a hand comes out of the sand and it's like, it's exactly what Patton Oswalt's character yeah. said in that, in that episode. So yeah, man. Um, and I um, really like the imagery so that, that they use, they actually did a zoom in while he was inside of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And, there is this iconic, I don't know the the name of the artist, but I've seen the image for years. The iconic yeah, picture of Boba Fett. He's got like dual knives in his hands. And he's just trying he's to get his out. way out of that Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that there's only so many directions you can probably go when you're <laughs> yeah. inside of this, you know, monster's stomach. But right. it reminded me so much of that imagery that I used to look at and be like, God, I'd like to see this. And right right off the bat with book of boba fett like this really is like a boba fett fan um it's 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 a show to make up for all the time that he didn't actually get on screen you know what i yeah, mean 100 looking at him that. and it's like he's badass and i i'm really loving the the direction that the show is going especially with season two but yeah it's yeah. watching him get out of that sarlacc pit it reminded me of that iconic uh painting that i've watched you know, seen for years online. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> yeah, man, it was just super cool to see. There's a stormtrooper chilling in there. Yeah. Um, I saw a thing online that said something like, or was that, did you write that? I wrote oh, it. No, you wrote notes, that. Yeah. yeah. Search crew from a new, a new hope. Yeah. yeah. Like what if that's one of the guys from that was well, looking for, for them. When's but, the last know, time knows? a stormtrooper would have been tossed into the Sarlacc pit? Or, or even on Tatooine. Yeah. Like we, we know that the, we're going to see it. We're going to see it in a comic in the next year. <clears throat> Bet. oh i know i yeah mm-hmm. if if not in some sort yeah exactly some war of the bounty hunters type stuff yeah um because yeah like we already know that that tattooing is java's domain mm-hmm. the empire doesn't come there the only reason why they were there is because they're looking for the plans to the death star right um so <laughs> how much you want to bet java hears that they're stormtroopers yeah. in most espa or is it most Eisley? i don't remember which one um but and, and they just, they, of course, they probably tossed him in there. Um, but yeah, so he, he gets out. Exactly. They didn't, they didn't come, they didn't come see the God. 
before they came into my territory. You're supposed to come see the king before you do any business in my land. That's the first thing you do. And that's obvious because what do they do? Everybody comes to Boba when he is, is reigning supreme now and they, they give their offering other mm-hmm. than the, the magistrate or whatever his name was, um, whatever they called him. Uh, which like immediately like that, that tension uh, that was, that was built uh, with that, with the, with the Twi'lek that showed up. And I can't remember his name um, where he's just like, no, me coming to tell you that the mayor recognizes you're here is the offering. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's not how this works. And he goes, but this is how this works. And it's like, Oh baby, here we go. Um, and he stepped yeah. off of the uh, grate that the Sarlacc pit was on. It was basically like, you're going to hear from us really soon. Yeah. Yes. Now, was it in the first one? Uh, the first episode where we, or was it the second one? I, I, I get them both confused. We're going to be where, hopping back and forth between back the and two. Forth, yeah. You know, so, I mean, and if you're listening right now, you've already seen them both. So we're just mm-hmm. kind of looking at the story as a whole where we've got it. Um, but that, that little bit with, uh, with the Sarlacc pit being empty, not Sarlacc, sorry, uh, the Rancor, the oh, Rancor, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, the Rancor pit being empty. Um, did you think that you were going to see no. the Rancor? No, I, didn't I was, so I was watching with my wife, Jade, and I look over at her and cause like she, she's watched them reluctantly. Like, cause it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Spencer wants to watch this. Okay. I'll do it. Um, yeah. We'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. She might be on her phone on target or whatever, but sure, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I did kind of mention, cause like I'm really making the conscious effort. I know I've said on the show, whether it was Mando or bad batch, it's like, I know it's gotta be hard to watch these shows with me. Cause I want to explain everything everything yeah and, i can get that way too yeah it's really easy like i'm not i'm not an expert by any means but i am a very big fan and obviously and like <laughs> when i'm sitting down especially with somebody that i know isn't as well versed i want to explain like oh yeah like hey notice the teeth on the door we're gonna see that here and like just like yeah. dumb little things it's just like yeah yeah can you shut up and let me watch the show but the one thing i right. did choose to explain was we're probably not going to see a rancor just right. because the rancor that was previously there was killed by Luke and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was watching uh, another creator, I forget, but he was kind of going through some stuff that he noticed too. And he really seemed to think that the rancor that we saw in the Bad Batch is not the same rancor that's in Return of the Jedi. It's not. Which now, that I, is something heard. that I think was confirmed because the rancor in uh jedi has a name and it's not the same name it's not um i can't remember the name now yeah, from Bad Batch, but they're, they're they're two different ones yeah um but yeah I, I thought maybe there'd be something else in there possibly but i was not surprised when it was an empty whatever you know an empty yeah. an empty chamber um because it's only been five years and i don't think bib fortuna is gonna go grab himself a rancor you know no. where you're gonna find a even even if it was like how fast do rancors grow? Like not that I want to get in front of a baby rancor to begin with, but um, yeah, just like the so jumping around everywhere, the use of the back to tank to 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 show that Boba Fett still is dealing with the trauma of his father's death and the the things that he's had to go through. Yeah, I love it as a vehicle um for that. So good friend of the podcast, Chelsea hit me up last night after he got caught up on the episodes and uh, 
he 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 basically said that in the first episode he felt that it was it was a good good usage. Mm-hmm. It was a little played out, had the fading to the flashback and back again. Uh, and he didn't wasn't a fan of them continuing it into the second episode. And I get that. And I kind of feel the same way, but I don't necessarily feel the same way because I know after we got done with the second chapter, we saw that um he, you know, to jump ahead through everything and we'll get back to it and nitpick it, but like or not nitpick it, but sift through it, is that it explains how he got to be a part of the Tuscan community. And so, and ultimately um, getting past that trauma, right? So it's probably not going to be used much more outside of chapter three, which will, I mean, by the time this comes out, we already know if they used it again or not, but I think they're probably only going to use pretty healed. (laughs) Like he is looking pretty healed. He is. He's looking great. Um, And I don't think it's going to be used much more other than I think we'll get one more, flashback usage of the flashback to the up that will end with him looking at Mando after the crate dragon death. Um, but I, I understand like his, like Chelsea's, uh, 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 gripes with it and anybody else who had a gripe with it. I just really liked it. It was, I thought it was a good usage, a good way to like differentiate. And that's one thing he said too, to split up the timelines. It was a good idea. It's just a little played out. Um, but I honestly don't think we'll have to worry about that much more. It's played out, but it's not so played out in star Wars. We don't get a lot of flashbacks. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very modern. Yeah. Like, so I, I think Boba now. Fett's kind of a safe space for them to, you know, just like Mando was to experiment with new forms of storytelling um, yeah. and seeing what is received well with the star Wars audience. Um, yeah. And you kind of gotta, you gotta get that. There's, there's so much of what he's been up to yeah. the past five years that you kind of have to get through real quick. So knocking it out, like if he's, you know, while he's in solitude in that back to tank, you know, it's like when you lay down to go to bed, it's three o'clock in the morning. And the one thing you did back in seventh grade comes back, you know, it's the same, it's the same thing, you know? Sure. Uh, and so, um, I mean the first episode, like we were talking, you raised um, over, I said flash back does and you didn't acknowledge it at all i missed it yeah oh dude i didn't even notice dude that was a a one out of three good job on that joke thanks Tom. um no i'm just kidding <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a proper star wars dad joke um flashback to <laughs> flashback to reality oh, like, oh that's copyright we're demonetized oh, immediately um but anyway so let's go back to chapter one a little bit um let's so like he he gets flashback because he gets into that fight. We all we were we were discussing during our trailer breakdown. Is that going to be the uh, Crimson Dawn people with the red shields, the plasma shields, or whatever that they're fighting? Um, you know him and him and uh, 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 Fennec are out there collecting. Well, they aren't actively going out to collect debts from people. They ended up going to visit, um, and I can't remember her name now. Uh, but the, the Twi'lek, uh, I don't have any of the names. We're still I, learning I, names. It's, we're still learning. Good. We'll know them all by, you know, by heart by the end of the series. But, um, you know, they're, you know, Fennec is very, you can tell Fennec has been around Jabba and the way things work in, in, cause they're in Mos Espa, um, how things work around here. And like, she has an idea of how you're supposed to run a town. Right. And Boba's like, nah. You know, we're going to go walk around the streets. We're going to show that we're here. Yeah. When they go into the, that latest casino or whatever, litter. <laughs> we're exactly, we're yeah. not going to be carried around on a litter. Um, he walks in and they're like, can we clean your, you know, helmets for you? And she's like, no. And he goes, no, it's fine. Let them have, let them clean them. You know, he's being very much the, the, the 
the godfather, the Don that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out all the credits that he had in his helmet were a gift or uh, what is the word they kept using? Tribute. Yeah. Tribute. Yeah. That was the tribute that, you know, from her and to fill up his, you know, and that's, that's what we saw in the trailer. Um, and it turns out, we find out in the second chapter that it's actually these hit squad, this hit squad that was, is a part of the, another, um, uh, 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 syndicate, right. Mm-hmm. That, that was like a hit put out on him. Um, but while he's in the back to tank recovering from that fight, which was a dope fight, um, like that's when we get the flashback of him being captured by the Tuscans because he's, or no, first, not even, he was found by the, uh, um, Jawas. The Jawas. Yeah, they stripped Which was cool. Yeah. They stripped him of all the stuff, which explains, you know. One thing I find interesting is that the uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni sect of storytelling is really making an effort of being like, Jawas suck. (laughs) And Tusken Raiders aren't that bad. They're the native people to these lands and whatever. Right. Um, But yeah, the Jawas are assholes, man. Like they are. You see why Din Djarin started just disintegrating them. They stripped his oh, ship. Right. It's yeah. They took Boba Fett's armor off yeah. his body. Right. And we we found that out from uh, <clears throat> the the Marshall episode. Yeah. When he, you know, he's like, yeah, I was, you know, hanging out with the Jawas or what, not hanging out with them, but he's like, I'll give you know, give me that as payment or whatever. Sure. And uh, we're like, well, how the hell? Did the Jawas get, you know, Boba Fett's armor? Well, we see how yeah. while he's passed out, you know, burning from Sarlacc acid, they stripped him of it. Yep. Um, and the Tuscans basically take him as prisoner. Um, and he he is one prisoner. He's co-prisoner with a Rodian mm-hmm. voiced by none other than Sam Witwer. Yep. Which oh, I did not know. Cool. And yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that he got gets to be a part of it because yeah. I feel like Sam Witwer is you know, he's a huge fan of the the story in, in the franchise, but he's also worked so much with it mm-hmm. that he's kind of like he kind of deserves like a who's the guy who plays Wicket? Oh, uh, not to put damn. you on the spot and give you, you just the, totally yeah. put me on the spot. Dude, Warwick I know, Davis. I know you mean Warwick Davis. Yeah. yeah. So like a Warwick da- Davis esque, um, like like uh I guess you could say uh, homage or whatever, like let him be sure. a part of Star Wars. Like uh, Mark let, Hamill let has been a part of, of every Star Wars project yeah. and we don't even know, you yeah. know. Um, and not even and it's Star nice Wars, to know. but he's also in Batman. Like he plays the oh, yeah. Joker oh. so much. Him and Mark Kevin Hamill Conroy is a national is, treasure. Is Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I love um, um, But all of Filoni's crew, man, I want to see them all come. I know. Yeah, yeah Matt dude. Lantern, all of them. Yeah. <clears throat> which yeah. he did he was in mando yeah that's what i forgot about yeah, that. matt lancer was in mando he was the he was the bucket the head or whatever scene, yeah <clears throat> yeah poor guy got murked immediately got about three seconds of uh screen time <laughs> um but i mean like we got to see like recreated like boba and Django uh moments yeah um it, it's just Both like on camino and geonosis yeah exactly exactly yeah. um like it, it's like seeing i've seen that scene I have watched that scene multiple times, many times of, of little Boba picking up Django's helmet. Um, but to see that again, knowing that it's Boba's memory yeah. kind of hit a little harder this time around. And it's like, that is the defining moment for his life. And the fact that all these years later, 
30, 40, year, 40, 50. I don't know how many years later, 40 years later. Something crazy. Roughly. Yeah. Um, like he gets that, he gets to have that like closure moment. Mm-hmm. Or at least he kind of does. Um, with the, well, I mean, I can't help but jump around everywhere. Now I'm thinking no, of like the lizard going up his on, nose. You just, yeah, you yeah. just made the, uh, the comment too, that it was Boba's memory. Now I've seen like one of the things that I have seen people like, Star Wars fans were were kind of suckers for continuity, and continuity is mm-hmm. kind of big to us. So, and mm-hmm. of course, with with all the prequel fans, man, it was noticed that you know certain monsters uh, in the background. There's one I, I don't remember the name of the beast, but there was a monster mm-hmm. that in Attack of the Clones was slayed right behind them during that scene, and then during the mm-hmm. new scene, there's no monsters. It's just a battlefield of of droids, basically. And, um, so a lot of people have noticed that, but I think that you saying that, like, I, I think I want to believe that because this is Boba's memory, he wasn't focused on these specific beasts and this and that. He just remembered the dead monster to his right had nothing to do with the fact that his dad's head is right there. You know? Yeah. He doesn't remember that. It's not going to be there in the flashback for him because he's not even focused on that. Yeah. He doesn't remember it's there. Yeah. Um, little bailout there for sure. uh, the continuity errors. But, yeah. um, but no, that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, I'd rather find, I'd rather find a, uh, um, like a headcanon reason for something to happen than nitpick it for being, you know, out of, you know, continuity. Yeah. That works for me. I'm cool with that. It works you for just me said too, that. And like, I just thought about that. I'm like, you know, maybe that's what it is. Like he doesn't, he's not focused on all of that. It's his memory. This we're seeing his yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah. His own 100%. reflection back up into his face through the helmet. That was crazy. That was so oh, that yeah. was so cool. That was that cool. was so cool. Um yeah, apparently in Max Rebo, yeah, according to uh this, did survive the blast <laughs> of the uh, sail barge. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, is is a uh, I went to I went to Wikipedia for whatever reason, like thought that it would have like a if they had a death date on there. Uh, and in, in the Wikipedia uh, article, it said uh, survived the blast and continue. And I was like, how did it? Oh, yeah, because this is already canon. Like yeah. the, the episode's already out. It's already canon. Yeah. Um, so is it, it's confirmed to Max Rebo then? Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like, I don't know who did. I don't know who confirmed it, but it's on Wikipedia. So that's uh, I wrote that know, down good enough joking, for me. But <laughs> I don't know. If well, it- and so if you go to the Wikipedia page of Max Rebo, it says that he survived it and, okay. it, you know, still, you know was playing his music in, in the cantinas and stuff with figure and Dan um, dude with fi- Yeah. With figure and Dan. And they're playing an um, alternate version of the original of the cantina, cantina theme. Yeah. yeah. I like, I really liked Loved that. Loved it. Um, so what are the, what are the Nikto Raiders? Those were the dudes on the, uh, the motorcycles, the oh, guy, the motorcycle. Okay. Uh, yeah. Boba ended up they going have... and beating up at Tashi station. Tashi station. Yo, that... Look, the straight out of the Terminator two, mm-hmm. straight out of it. Like, Dude, everybody was like, that's the Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> Terminator 2 scene. Yeah. Um, I will yeah, because when we first see them, they're burning uh they're just robbing somebody's house. They're and robbing. they put that mm-hmm. that that insignia on it. And I was trying to figure out what that could be. Um that it was already hit, maybe, or they found maybe. water there or something. Like Yeah, maybe. I was trying to think of like of course, I was trying to think they were initials of some kind, but even if they were, it's probably in Galactic Basic and yeah, or not in Basic, but uh, what's the uh, Aurabash? Uh, 
Yeah, Arabesh. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good with my pulls today, man. Yeah, yeah, you are. You're you're better than me, Get man. Me. I'm I'm over here blanking and stuff. I'm over <laughs> here chewing nicotine gum, hoping that it's gonna, you know, boost my boost my uh, brain power. And all it's doing is making me excited. Um, but yeah, uh, so the first episode in in a whole as a whole, it was pretty short, but we got a little bit of like a little bit of like. Boba getting captured yeah. and eventually because of his, it turns out Boba Fett's not a bad guy. You know, it's like, he's who would have thought he's, he's when not I a bad hop guy on the battlefront too. He's in the villains. I know crazy, but the, but the only reason why he's a villain is because Scum he was doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was being a bounty hunter um, and he proves that he's not a bad guy when he, saves the uh rodian or does he end up saving the rodian or does the rodian die to that well that he was going monster. to escape and the rodian snitched <laughs> yeah and then he was calling him out about that and then what that was when the ground started rumbling i thought we were getting the, i thought we were getting a crate dragon i i do i said crate dragon a few times when the train first started coming with it the sound like a crate dragon syndicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I actually put in the notes. I wonder if they designed it to sound like a crate dragon to scare people off as it's going. That through would make sense, especially sea. if it's trying to like keep the Tuscans from robbing them mm-hmm. or anything from robbing them. Yeah. You know, the crate dragon's the Tuscans greatest enemy, yeah. you know? So yeah, I, I bet you that's exactly what it sounded the, like the a very, is. a very intentional tone. It Dude, sounded I was animalistic. Like, I really thought they were going to tie in that whole crate dragon yeah. Tuscan thing in that moment. And, well, but it, they didn't. We learned from Boba that there's different types of crate dragons. There's crate dragons that have legs. There's ones that don't. From when they first started showing it, I think it had to have been set up to to make you think like, is that a dr- dragon just hauling ass across the top of the sand towards yeah, them? Like, yeah. But and then it's like, is that a train? They're not going to do that a crate was dragon like, twice. No, no, no. Uh, but no. Then I was like, I'm like, God, is that really a train? You but get anyway, another pearl. Um, Got to get, gotta get the another Tuscans last time too with Mando. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, they, uh, he, he saves the other, the, the, the smaller Rodian. Tuscan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, does no, he yeah. save the Rodian? Well, he's there with the Rodian and the smaller Tuscan. Yeah. And they're like digging up. Apparently there's water in these, uh, little fruits that they the find. Did the Rodian die? I don't I remember, can't remember if the Rodian back. died. I don't remember if the Rodian died or not, because all I know is that he came back with the smaller Tuscan, mm-hmm. but just them two. So I think yeah. he got eaten or destroyed or something, killed by the Carrying by the, big the beast. head of the thing, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, hey, How'd they get that he head beat off this it? guy. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. They must have. I don't know what they which did. Which that monster, but, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it was super cool. Like It, it was, was so cool. It was centaur, but when it was down on all fours, it was almost like a gorilla. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was, I don't know what it was, but whoever came up with that monster, Super whether sick. it was in a comic a long time ago, yeah. regardless, that is, I love that. That I'll is a really cool monster. Episode. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so they come back, he's got the head and uh, they pretty much at that point, um, like acknowledge him as no longer a prisoner. Like yep. we owe you because you saved this person's life and uh, he's no longer considered a, uh, a, a prisoner and jump to the next episode. We get a little bit more that of a satisfaction current... of the chief offering him water. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where he hands it to him. Yeah. yeah. Cause so earlier that I think was it the kid that slapped it away when he had found some, he's like, I'm thirsty. I would like a drink of yeah, water. Yeah. 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 Um, um, dude, like, so thinking back to it now, 
like with the context that we had a really a banger of a second episode. Yeah. I really liked the first episode, mm-hmm. you know, be, like my initial thoughts on it after it was over was very much like, are they really going to do this to us? Give us 25 minute episodes for a Boba Fett series. that's only seven episodes long. Not that I wasn't intrigued by the story as much as it was just like, I didn't want them to not give us as much content as we, you we almost can't settle for. in with a 25 minute episode. No, to the, you to can't. The, ex- in, the cinematic experience. And I feel like, and I do it to myself too. Mm-hmm. When I see it as 25, yeah. I go, well, this is going to end at any be... time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, uh, but with, with the second episode, I didn't have that feeling, dude. I sat back. I, I just relaxed and was able to just focus on the story. Um, it yeah. didn't feel rushed. No, and it I'm felt not like saying it every episode ever too. Yeah, I'm not saying every episode needs to be 53 minutes, but I feel like I am. <laughs> I, I'm all for them switching up lengths of episodes. Give me a half an hour. Give me a 45. I don't care. Um, it, as long as what you're telling in that story feels like it's a proper amount of time, which mm-hmm. the second chapter two felt very comfortable um but it didn't feel like it overstayed like sometimes things can there were some episodes of mando that kind of felt like they drug on um Mm -hmm. and with at least the first two episodes i haven't felt that the first one felt a little too short but the second one was like okay this is dang near like a movie well what's what i really like about it is like it gives off that feeling with of uh when I go back to rewatch this, I can binge it and it will feel con- like continuous, yeah. you know, um, the story wise anyway. Whereas with um, like Bad Match, it's like, oh, we're watching a bunch of missions. You can almost pop into any episode of Bad Batch and watch it standalone yeah. almost. Um, <laughs> Which part of the mission are they in? Yeah, exactly. Whereas this is like literally telling the story. So with uh, chapter two, we get to go see... Uh, we get, you know, after, after being visited by the mayor's major domo, we, he's like, Oh, I'm going to go because he finds out they ended up capturing, uh, one of the, one of the guys from the first, that, that yeah. was in the first chapter. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got him. And then in the second one is when they drop him into the rancor pit and he says, you know, the mayor hired us. And so they go see the mayor and he walks in and they're like, I loved how they were just like, uh, yeah, I don't see you on the list. Do you have an appointment? No, my name is Boba Fett. Yeah. Mm, okay, I don't see your name here uh, until you have an appointment. And he just says, nope. And he walks straight through, you know, doing doing Don stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's when we find out that it was, in fact, not a Crimson Dawn leader. That was the hammerhead. Uh, and it was not uh, um, Pedro Pascal voicing the hammerhead mayor. Uh, he's just the mayor. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thank you for bringing him in. Boom, dudes get, gets capped immediately. And it's like, Athorian, that was surprising. Athorian, right? Is that the name of the hammerhead? Yeah. I yeah, think that's yeah, right. Thorians. Um, I think that's right. He looked really cool. He did. Have we seen, maybe in Solo? Have we seen a live action like, hammerhead? I think we have in the background, but Mazda's never front Castle. and center. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, Something like that. Or, or um, uh, the casino, but... Yeah, I'm sure. I feel like we have seen one. We've definitely seen it in animated, but um, not really up close like that. With no, like this one but had to be able to have like, and you have to see its mouth moving. Yeah, the the Ma- both mouths, the, the yeah. little translator the, thing in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. And you had to hear the yeah. over in the background, which was really cool. Um, 
loved it. Yeah, and he was he was just like, yeah, thank you for bringing this guy in. Uh, he's a part of the such and such, whatever they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have it written down, but I don't see it. I um, and uh, and just marks the dude. And Bob was like, what's going on? He goes, well, they're not supposed to do business here, and we didn't hire them, so they're supposed to get killed as soon as they walk through. We have to send a message. Um, and there's like a, I don't remember what the back and forth was between them. Uh, but, oh no, he finds out that the twins, right? The twins are the ones who are laying claim because of their cousin Jabba's death, right? Oh. Because Bib Fortuna's dead now. And he goes, well, that's not how this works here on Tatooine. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm here now. I killed Bib, Bib Fortuna. Fortuna inherited Jabba's. I, I killed. Inherited, yeah. Yeah. Therefore exactly. it is mine. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really, uh, it's really cool to see Boba trying to enforce. It's almost like the entire, uh, everybody that's not just a regular like peasant or, or person who lives in most Espa, uh, everybody above like your average Joe seems to be like, since job has been gone. Yeah, yeah. You do you, if you're the leader of the underworld. Okay, go do your thing. Yeah. You know, it's like we're, we we don't it. really take you seriously. Yeah. Where Boba's like, that's not how this works. You take this seriously. But he's been gone for five years, so he doesn't know that the the, the tides have changed as far. I mean, but who's going to take? We talked about this. Who's going to take Bib Fortuna seriously? Apparently, nobody. No. You know, his, you know what I mean. His ass rode around on that litter and just drank up all the stuff and was like, Oh yeah. yeah. And they were like, whatever, we'll just appease this Bib Fortuna guy just, yeah. just to keep him out of our hair. And they don't, you know, Boba Fett's been gone for so long. Why do we care about this bounty hunter? You know, mm-hmm. um, which kind of is cool to know that like Boba Fett isn't necessarily the feared name that we thought he no. was. His notoriety um, has like lost a little bit of its its yeah. in the last few years. Yeah, and he's like struggling, and maybe not like super struggling, but struggling to to regain it. Which how good does his armor look, man? With that black so underfit, man, it's it looks clean. so good. He needs to get some thigh guards, I think. Oh my uh, gosh, I know. It's looking a little bare down beneath with just the chest plate and the whatever, but still super yeah, sick. He's got man. like he's got like the shin pads and the knee pads, but he still needs to. Yeah. I think he he can add a little bit more to it. He's looking good. Um, and then the twins show up because you hear the drum. Dun dun dun. Yeah, dun. I, and I was it's like, literally a dude walking drumming, drumming. Yeah, and here comes this litter being carried by like eight at least other people holding these two massive and the huts. whole litter's flexing. It's just bending, dude. It was such was a good like, visual. That's not enough people to carry them. No, there's no way. There's no way. They're <laughs> juiced up you know on they're super not well serum. No, no yeah. way. No way. Um, but it was really, I mean, it was like, this was the first time we've seen another hut in live action that wasn't Jabba, yeah. you know? And granted, it was CGI, but it still, Which, it still looked good. I will say, personally, I of course, I'm going to wish that it was all, yeah, all functional, I, but too. like all in all, not a big speaking, deal. It was cool to see right. some huts. I liked their markings. They're a little bit different colored than we normally see. Yeah. They looked like something out of a comic. And with them, yeah. uh, uh, Black Rasantin, Black Rasantin, dude. When he walked up, I don't even know who he is, right? I yeah. don't know anything. I haven't watched any of Star Wars theories, videos that he's put out about it. Like, cause you know, when it comes to these side characters, as soon as they show up, theory puts out a video yep. breaking everything down. And I haven't, I haven't dove in yet. So, but besides, yeah, I he, can tell by looking at him. He's a, he's a comic book character that is making mm-hmm. his debut in live action, but oh my 
god was he menacing did he, he look was. like a wookie dude he, i was like the, the sound dude, the chewbacca gurgle, wouldn't have a chance no the, that gurgle dude. rumble growl that he was constant the snarling like and just never breaking eye contact yeah, from boba intense like, he would just he's like give me a reason him and boba, boba know each other they do they, oh, they they've do. met in comics before they, they did yeah. a mission together I, I've I've heard things yeah. people talking about. I don't about remember it the yeah, specifics like, of it, but I know they've been in, in a comic together. I yeah, remember a specific page of them side by side. Well, I'm pretty sure I I did hear something about him beating Boba Fett in a fight at one point. Oh, true. like like he's he's like he's more he is more uh, feared out of the bounty hunters than anybody. Yeah. Like he is the one, and you could tell they did a great job. Yeah. When he came on screen, like that first shot, I wasn't it like a behind him shot as he was like walking mm-hmm. into into picture, and then it cut to in front. Dude, it was you see scary. His, his spiked shoulder plates. So yeah, he was actually he was a uh, there was these two twins, like different twins, um, yeah. that had actually bought, I think bought Black Kersantan from from uh, Kashyyyk, and mm-hmm. they were training him. He was like a gladiator slave. So yeah, they beefed okay. him up. They like injected his knuckles with metal to make him like brutal <laughs> and beefed him up and like fed him yeah. good. And he was a gladiator. Yeah. Like he fought gladiator yeah. matches and became yeah. a bounty hunter. And like, dude, dude menace. Man. He, and he looked so good. I'm going to say it again. It's so He looked good. so good. They did such a good job. Like Killed he l- seriously looked terrifying. Just the way his eyes were just like staring at Boba the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, real quick, when he mentioned the twins to Boba at first, did you think Luke and Leia? Yeah, because I did. Yeah. I did. I was like, wait, what? The are twins they about to- are laying stake to Tatooine. But then I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what popped in my head. Then I thought about Visions, those two twins. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean. As soon as they said their cousin Jabba, I was like, "Oh, these are gonna be." Hot. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Okay, it's not them. It's yeah. not them." That would have been crazy though if but like the, Luke and Leia were like, "We're owning Tatooine now." <laughs> They're just walking um, up calmly, like, uh, "Yeah." But it was a. Uh, it was cool that uh, they they fit being huts very. Well. The dude was using a rat to mop sweat off his. Oh face, my god! Dude. I thought he was gonna eat it. I was. And too, I was like, I was "That's very hut." Like, and then yeah. he was just like dabbing his sweat, and yeah. I was like, "That is an amazing addition." Wow. That's so cool looking. I liked it. Um, in the in the little rat thing is like, oh god, no, please no! Yeah. <laughs> As he's like dabbing off his sweat with it. Yeah, but Boba kind of so stepped up to them and was like, dude, like again, thanks for yeah. making the trip. This is mine. You're gonna have to yeah. kill me for it. Um, oh man! In the in the straight up the the the, the male twin was like, sleep good, bounty hunter. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like w- we will be dealing with this later. Yeah, you know. You like there's no bet. need for bloodshed today or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then him and oh. Black Kersantan have that another suck. Mm-hmm. He turns mm-hmm. around, but ooh, I can't wait ooh. for that showdown. We're we're yeah, we haven't seen the end of that. Um, oh hell no, hell no. But it cuts back. So so Boba Fett goes back. Uh, he's back in the Bacta. I don't know. If, remember, if this is an order, but he's in Bacta. Uh, the train. We started talking about the train. The train mm-hmm. has the Pike Syndicate on it. And yeah. they're flying through the desert, capping. They, first, they take down a, a Bantha. Yeah, and then they, they start well, picking just, off the Tuscan Raiders. They're like they know they know that every time they come through, mm-hmm. the Tuscans are popping shots, mm-hmm. and so to keep them safe, they're just firing shots at them. Keep too. them at check. Yeah, and their Bantha gets hit, takes out a Bantha, yep. uh, takes out a couple of the Tuscans, um, and uh, 
Yeah, because at this point, Boba's helping him out. Mm-hmm. And he They're notices him how like, to fight with the gaffy stick. Yeah, yeah. It's like breaking down how he learns it, mm-hmm. which is like a really cool nod. I, I read something um, that um, uh, Tim Morrison said in an interview about how he wanted to add that part of the that side of the character into it because it's from his native land. Yeah. Like it's the native people of New Zealand. Okay. Like they, that's the, what his culture was like, cause they used the gaffy stick or the, the real life rendition of it mm-hmm. and the doing the little jumping to the end, doing that haka around the fire at the end and doing all the, the, the traditional tribal, the fighting and stuff like that yeah. was part of his culture, which as God, that was awesome to see too. It yeah. was. And it, and it was so great to like, one of and I've said it multiple times, and if you're you know if you're a first time listener, um, I talk about how I love perspective, mm-hmm. right, and the way that people play with perspective, and we've always thought of Tuscan Raiders as savage people that just run ransack over everything, and you come to find out they are a oceanic people prior to the the oceans drying up. Yep. And ever since the people with the machines started coming to Tatooine and taking up all the water, all they've been able to do is been they've been pushed back into the dunes. Yeah. And they're just doing what they need to do to survive. And and the chief of of that tribe talks about the different there's multiple tribes mm-hmm. on uh on uh, on Tatooine of Tuscans. Not every tribe is a violent tribe. This tribe specifically kind of just keeps to themselves. Yeah. And um it's like probably safe to say that this tribe is not the same tribe that killed Shmi. Um, probably isn't the same tribe that we see having run-ins with Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, not the same and, tribe from Mando either. You can right, tell not the same tribe directly just from their wardrobe. They looked like their wardrobe was awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They look so good. Yeah. The chief and I think the chief's lieutenant, mm-hmm. they just look really, really good. Yeah. You can tell um, they're kind of dressier, but it's still rags. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And then when they, they dress just, up yeah, Boba, exactly. dude, like I <sighs> loved that moment. When he's when just they, standing there yeah. and he's getting dressed and he's like, he knows that he's becoming one. Like, and he accepts it. Um, because this, at that point, that was when he came back from his acid trip, right? Yeah. The, the lizard went up into his brain. Um, and I love Boba's sense of humor, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he's like, oh, thank you for the gift. Yeah. You know, I, I don't remember what he says. And then it hops up into his nose and he starts tripping out. Yeah. He's like, he a goes lizard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. <laughs> thank you. He's like, he's very appreciative. He's like, thank you. Like, hey, what am I going to do with a lizard? Yeah. But then it goes up his nose. He goes on that innocence trip. innocence about him, which you don't yeah. associate with the, the, the notoriety of Boba Fett. Of Boba Fett. Yeah. And then when he comes back. And the lizard pops out of him. I can't remember the joke he made, but I thought he, he basically said something like, I don't remember, but he, he was like, you know, he wasn't upset that they, that they had a lizard pop up his nose. He made, he's cracked some sort of joke about it. Um, but yeah, that, that visual, like he, the, the lizard made him walk out into the desert and found like the only tree, dead tree, but you know, it's the tree where they're making their gaffy sticks from. Yeah. Now, you, I think. You I don't, don't think it's there. I don't think it's really there. I think the I lizard think it, did something. Why would there be a tree in the desert of Tatooine? Because the deserts used to be oceans. They used to be, there was large oceans on Tatooine and they're oceanic people. So I think this dead tree has been there since the oceans dried up and it's like the only tree left. And that's why it's such a big deal that you go break a branch off. How can we only see it off? or only, only gets to it when he's tripping? Because he doesn't know how to get there. 
the lizard knows how to get them there. I don't know, man. I, I well, I, okay. Here, yeah. here. I'll flip it back. I on just like how I, does he? I've how does he? Where does he get it. a big ass? Where does he get a big ass branch? It's where it's it's branches it's, come from trees, right? It's curated through the force. I don't know. I think that it was some kind of like dimensional <laughs> world between worlds. Here's a flashback to this tree. That's what, and then all of a sudden you start realizing this is the importance of gaffy sticks. This is a rite of passage for the Tuscans well, to go and retrieve yes. this fresh piece of wood that they're going to carry presumably for life. And it's right. from a tree that they can only get to when they take acid from this trippy lizard and they find a tree in the middle of the desert. I also I think like the tree the, exists. It could. I don't know. I was just, this is what I've been thinking for the few right, days. Right, right, right. I like the, the metaphor of, of Boba's reawakening inside mm-hmm. of the tree. Um, the flashback to the Sarlacc, Sarlacc pit. And he's in the, uh, he's got his return of the Jedi full mm-hmm. armor. Like it was painted return of the Jedi. I really did. Yeah. Uh, dug that. Um, and with like the tan under yeah, the, whatever the tan and like gray he, underneath and it was like the branches, which I a hundred percent think that the, the lizard trip like made him think he was being taken by the whomping willow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like and he the, literally the branches, had to break that. Like they didn't say you're going to go there and you're going to break off a branch and bring no. it back. Like it was, but he broke free from the trauma of his past. Yeah. Watching like, him like carve that gaffy stick. And so I was like looking at it and I was like, how is that going to end up carving into a long gaffy stick only to find out it's a shorter one with a long blade on the end? Yeah, it's a metal attachment to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he comes back with the stick. They they dress him up. And when he comes out fully dressed and his last rite of passage to becoming a, a, a member of this Tuscan tribe is to go and carve his gaffy stick and i love when he's doing it every time he goes to do something he goes yeah huh good is this is this, is this right yeah. okay Can, am i still doing it right it's like yeah. the badass bounty hunter boba fett oh, needs to like we am, can, I, am i carving this correctly <laughs> you it, know it was a beautiful moment man and it I was liked, i, I like seeing that side of tuscan raiders even my wife was Me like too. wow that's cool she was over jade was so invested and she was googling uh like what do tuscans look like under their their Oh thing. man, that's she wants oh, to go straight oh, to those. Dude, questions. I don't know if we're ever gonna know, but I we're really not. hope we find out. She she brought it up on Google and just was like, "Let me see," and it's just a bunch of different like theories. Yeah, people. Same with yeah, Jaw yeah. was like, "I don't really want to know." No, um, it's part of the mystique. You yeah, know, not knowing. I don't what really want to know like. what Yoda is. Uh, I know. I don't really. I don't either. I was gonna say we kind of glazed over. Um, so they scout those bikers, right? Oh, Boba right. Boba Fett right, tells yeah. them, "I'm gonna I'm gonna help them help you guys stop the train." I'm going to help you stop the train. And the chief basically turns around and walks away. He goes, yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Boba tracks the, the bikers to Tashi station because he saw them all drive by in a pack walks Mm -hmm. in there. And the two humans that are sitting in there are actually Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker's friends from a deleted scene in a new hope. Uh, I have their names written down. It is uh, a Marstrap. Yeah. Carm. Is it Cammy? I think it's Cammy. I don't have my glasses on. Cammy Marstrap oh. and uh, Lay's Fixer Lonoser. Mm-hmm. Lonosner or something like that. Something uh, like that. But yeah, they're played by the original uh, Stark and Anthony Forrest from the original A New Hope that were Luke's friends in there that they were yeah. supposed to hang out with. Yeah, they yeah, recreated those two are playing it, the, yeah. all the details inside of, of 
the the place they don't explicitly say it's Toshi Station, but it is Toshi Station. Yeah, yeah. From the you know it is scene. from the deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his friends are still chilling there. And those yeah. and those uh, what, the the, what did you gang, say they were? The, yeah, the Nikto Raiders. Yeah, yeah. And they're causing a ruckus, and they walk up to the dude and like drink his beer in front of him, basically call him a. a this isn't right. Yeah, you know. And he goes, "What did you say?" Um, you know. And real quick, so in, in the Jason Fry TLJ extended edition novelization. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When Luke's having his flashback, the girl in there is the the girl that he's in his flashback, uh, is, or not flashback, uh, like daydream or whatever that he's having. Yes, yeah, daydream. That's the girl that he had married and, and grown up. Yeah, with. Yeah, he would have stayed her. on Tatooine. He, he marries there. her. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really man, like it's so satisfying yeah. to know that the person in charge of writing these stories cares so much about the story. For sure, and the story is already told. Yeah. To add a thing in that that how how large of a pop, you know percentage of the population of Star Wars fans do you think have watched the deleted scenes of A New Hope? Like, I didn't like. I'm not, just to keep it 100 percent transparent. I didn't know about that until it happened, and outside sources filled me in. You know, I hadn't watched the deleted scenes. Yeah. I didn't know it was Tasha Station. I didn't know whatever. And so the fact that like John Favreau. Right, who wrote and created this entire series? He didn't direct any of the episodes, I don't think, or he hasn't directed either of these two. Yeah, not yet. Um, and we'll, I have a question about that later. Um, but like the fact that he cares enough, and he didn't just be like, "Boom, Tashi Tashi Station, here's the sign, ding 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 ding." You know, yeah. he's like, "We're gonna put it in there." It's those a, who know it's, know. It's a real Easter egg. Yeah, it's a real Easter egg. It's if you know about it, then you know, and if not, yeah. it's inconsequential. But those who really care, this is for you. Mm-hmm. You know. And I love that. And he destroys that place with those with those Nikto Raiders. Dude, Throws them through the glass windows. Roadhouses that place, dude. Just he does. Beats he straight them all up, up does. And then I was wondering, I'm like, dude, because he's sitting there and he's like looking down the speeders. I'm like, that sucks. He's only going to be able to take one of those things, man. I know. And sure enough, man, it shows him in the speeder and then he's just towing all the speeders yeah. behind him. Yep. And the first thing the Tuscans do is start wanting to yep. take them apart. They're like, like oh, they're gonna help, these are going to help us? Cool. Let's yeah. start taking everything off. He's like, no, these belong they, to me. They've never used machines. No, they don't. Yeah. They're, they're thinking, oh, we can take stuff off of this and we can make stuff out of it or use stuff. No, it's like, no, no, these will help us. Yeah. And he, that, that, that bit of him teaching them to ride love and it. he's laughing yeah. as they're messing. Like, it's so, I, I love that they took this fearsome bounty hunter who's like this villain for so many years and just turned him into like a very lovable character outside of just, Oh, he has cool armor. Right. You know, and I, and he I'm like invested in the character of Boba. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's and like, I, I want to know everything now, like yeah. moving forward. Like I know by the I, time this show is done, going back and watching return of the Jedi and empire two with the perspective of this, of, of thinking mm-hmm. that's Tim Morris. That's Tim Morris. Yeah. Under there. Like, yeah, not to take anything away from the original actors, but you no, know what no, I mean? No, not like, at all. Jeremy Molek, yeah. I think was yeah. his name. Um, yeah, something like that. But he uh, like, I just I want to believe, you know what I mean? I'm a Star yeah. Wars fan, dude. I want to believe. Yeah, of course. So I'm going to sit there and it's going to make like even his body movements and everything like I'm going to be like, OK, like it's Tim Morrison. Um, They already yeah. went back through and dubbed his voice over everything. So. They did. They did. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, But man, like. 
that just that was yeah that was a really good scene of them teaching him yep. how them all how to how to ride that that back and they, they and that's the that's why this is why I love the streaming service idea like of of a season long if we got a Boba Fett movie do you think we get ten minutes of watching a Tuscan trying to jump to the other speeder no. bike no but we I mean it might not have been ten minutes but it was an it was it let it breathe you yeah. got to see this guy do this jump over and over and over again and over then eventually and over, like twenty over times falling dude, like. every time and he and Boba's laughing yeah. every time he's like jump you can do it and he hits the ground he's like whatever try again. Oh, and, and then it pays off. You know, he, yep. he ends up making the, has to make the jump during when it was crunch time when they're fighting the train, you know, yeah. um, which another, and then the, when they're fighting the, the, the pikes on the train and the pikes are coming up and that psycho droid is pulling levers and blasting the giant engine and burning people up or whatever. Yeah. And then that, uh, that, the Tuscan, the Tuscan, uh, like Lieutenant basically, who's been training Boba to fight just pulls up and John wicks the whole train just gets in there and starts throwing people out the window. Like I want to know who that is. I want to see like, I want to see more of this character getting into some just battles, man. Like with grace, I don't do just, just which that whole scene, I believe his name is Dean Coley. I wrote it down as Dean Coley. I believe that's his name. I might be wrong. Uh, but he actually shot the the train scene from Back to the Future Three. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Um, because you wrote that, and I had no idea because I've never seen Back to the Future Three. Um, uh, yeah, I. Sorry, I got distracted. I got a text. I have no idea anything about that that movie. Uh, but that is awesome. If he had anything to do with it, like it's a wild, trains, wild west train scene. Yeah, yeah, tra- yeah, yeah. wild, wild, like. I love train scenes. I'm, I'm going to link like the video below that I saw that, that hooked me up with a couple of these because I, I didn't just magically know all of this. Um, there is right, a video right, of a dude right. I watch. I'll make sure that when we get this episode posted, uh, at least on YouTube, um, maybe on Spotify too or whatever, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll link below who – because it was somebody – it was a YouTube video I watched that I saw that. And I was like, that's really cool. I want to make sure to bring that up. Um, yeah. But I didn't write down his name. So all, all that right. all this information will be below wherever you're, you're streaming. <laughs> The uh, so yeah, they ended up. You know, obviously, we know that they end up taking the train, and when they take the train over, right, the droid straight up just says it's not going to stop, deuces, and bails on the yeah. train. Um, I loved the droid in there too, with all the different yeah. levers and stuff. Yeah, going on, like man. it was. Yeah, and it was like he's not going to listen to Boba Fett, and he's like, "Good luck." And Boba's like, yeah. "Um," hmm. and he uses the gaffy stick to 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 pull the leverage, the lever, um. To, to stop the train mm-hmm. and it eventually crashes. Um, and but when they come out, they got all the pikes, right? Too. Oh, he did. He yeah. did. I, I thought that I thought it was going to break the stick, but apparently mm-hmm. those things are made out of some sort of magical force wood. tree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, magical force tree. That's exactly it. Um, all right, man. All right, man. I'll give it to you. I think the magical force tree exists in their unit, in their plane though. And my personal, we'll, 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 you know, we'll figure it out eventually. I'm sure. We um, will. But like having all those pikes there, right? Which I didn't know what a pike looked like underneath the mask. So to see them as like a fish. I want to say I've seen them in comics once. I, fr- I knew it, but I knew I'd never really seen it in live action. I don't think I have. For sure, I think we've seen sure. them in maybe Clone Wars. Right. Um, but yeah, they're they're aquatic. They're like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, because we do see a pike on Kessel 
mm-hmm. and Solo, but he's got the mask on and he's got the vapes. Which looked a vapes. bit different than the ones that we see here. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. I, I love that that pike. I, I, we see him in Bad Batch too, right? Yeah, we see a they pike. They come in Bad into Batch. the bar. Yeah, they do. Yep. Um, because that's I remember I remember really not paying attention to that episode. But that's the one where um um what's her name? Sid has been taken over by the other guy. And that's that's I when we so. see the pikes in that episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but so he's like telling them, this land belongs to the Tuscans. Next time you come through, you pay a toll. Mm-hmm. You're gonna leave now, and you're gonna walk that way. Yeah. Until you're gone. What What about our water car? We'll never make it out of here. And they hand he hands him the little seeds that have the water, and he goes, mm-hmm. "Here, take one of these each." They'll this is what there. the Tuscans live on. Yeah. You'll be fine. And then the Tuscans yeah. just bust open that water car and just start spewing out, which was great. Why but I'm like, it's going to be gone in like I'm, that's 20 what minutes. I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, why are you wasting it? Yeah, I know. I mean, but dude, they've been without water for generations. They weren't even you know? under it. Like, I would understand if you're sitting there like, oh my God. I'm like, they're just looking at it. They're just it as watching it's all just it go out. straight yeah. into the sand. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so, but it sounds like um, they're allowed to pass through. Yep. But they have to pay a toll. Got to pay that toll from 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 you know this point forward. And more than that, and he went out of his way to say you will be protected on your way back because you're in hut. Ter- oh, yeah. or you're in a, not hut territory. A you Tuscan are in Tuscan territory. Territory. Yeah. And we the now Tuscans, have an agreement. What is what is the line? The guy says we thought you were, we, we thought you were savage people or something, or we thought you were savages. And he says the Tuscans are a generous people or a. I don't remember. Or I've only watched. I don't the remember. Episode once. But he pretty much just you know straight up tells them, like that's not what the Tuscans are about. And you mm-hmm. will be protected on your way out of here because this is their land. Yeah. But next time you come through, best believe you're paying up. And that that pretty much that is what led them to bringing him, bringing him the lizard and letting him become one with yeah. the tribe um, and getting that getting that haka at the end. And yeah. they're all dancing around the yeah. dancing around the fire. Dude, all of that in such, two episodes, dude. I know. And literally less than an hour and a half of screen time. Yeah, we got all of that. Which is about how long a Boba Fett movie would have been. Sure. And we haven't even seen him up to the point we saw him in Mando yet. We've seen like two you know, actual he's... days pass. <laughs> we, yeah, we've been in pretty fl- much. We've been I in mean, flashback it's... territory. We've been in flashback territory. Yeah. Um, we, ha- we haven't even gotten more than a full day uh, of of like present day, you know, he's where, where Boba's at. <laughs> yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still getting his tributes. Um, so uh, I thought it was beautiful emotional moving uh it it paints the tuscans in a different light um i read a thing i make sure you didn't write it down i read a thing about why uh people are the tuscans are so terrified of obi-wan in a new hope and i don't don't think this has anything to do with this um it just reminded me and i thought it was a neat thing um was because anakin skywalker lives in tuscan infamy right the legend of Luke Skywalker, the man with the laser sword yep. who slaughtered the entire village of Tuscans. And when Obi-Wan, who has not been in, we know, especially with the Kenobi series, he hasn't just been hiding in a hole on Tatooine for 20 years. He's been doing stuff. Yeah. He's been he's been going around. We know that Jabba told Vader, and I think in the War of the Bounty Hunters comics that we haven't gotten to that part in our reviews, but 
he tells, and we talked about it before, he tells Vader like, yeah, that old wizard's been a thorn in my side. You know, so Obi-Wan's been around doing stuff. And so like they, Obi-Wan's dressed in Jedi robes, the same that Anakin was dressed in when he slaughtered the whole tribe. He carries a blue laser sword, the same that Anakin did. Yep. So it's like they probably like the the lore or like this is this is a fan theory. But like yeah. the reason why they're terrified of Obi-Wan is because they think it's Anakin, you mm-hmm. know, coming like and that's why they run from him in A New Hope, not just because he bellows like allegedly a crate dragon. Yeah, like that's what they say. They've changed um, but the, a few times, but yeah, yeah a few times. Um, but I thought that was really neat. Um but yeah, I have another question about the directing and stuff like that. But is there anything else you wanted to get to before I ask you that about what like these episodes, what you feel about it? No, nah, man, I don't think we covered it. Um, so the reason why I was going to ask you that is because, again, good friend of the pod, Chelsea, and I were having a conversation uh, today uh, about that. And um, dinner time. No, time to wake up. I hate that sound. That's my alarm. Um, the uh, the directing. So, OK, so with Mando, right? Both seasons, I believe, every episode is directed by somebody else, right? There's a couple of them that are directed by the same. But for the most part, every episode, it's different. It was like every episode of Mando season one was directed by somebody different. And then the ones that were really liked got to direct in season two. Uh And so like it, I was under the impression that Mando was kind of like the tryouts, right? who makes the best ones and then we can take them and put them on other projects. For example, example, uh, Deborah Chow. Mm-hmm. She got the, she has the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi mini series as hers. Yep. One thing Attack that Chelsea YTD. brought up, it's getting a movie. Yes. He gets his own movie or whatever. Um, um, I believe was it Robert. What's his, what's his last name? Maybe it's Richard. I don't remember the guy who did, uh, the, when we first see Boba Fett come back in Mando season two, like when he comes back as Boba to get his uh, whatever Richard Ramirez, that's the serial I don't killer. Remember that one. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, whatever his name is, um, he he directed one of these, if not one of them. Anyway, the the thing is being like Chelsea thinks that, and, and I apologize, Chelsea, if I'm butchering this. I don't want to pull up my phone and read a text message. Uh, that when you have these these two episodes directed by two different people, because um, these both of these first two chapters were directed by different people. Um, you don't have the same feel, right? John Favreau wrote the whole story for Mando or for Boba Fett, but it's not being directed by John. So you've got one story being kind of like how the story is being told is being told by two different people. And it kind of can take away from the flow of how it's being told. Do you feel that way with these two episodes? Do you feel like that pulls away like the different feels from the Mando episodes as well of like, you can tell it's being directed by somebody else. So it just doesn't feel the same continuity wise. I don't agree with it to a default. And here's why Um, I didn't really feel that way with Mando. Like there was definitely things, different episodes where I'm like, Oh, okay. Apparently this is like, like the Bryce Dallas Howard episode of Mm -hmm. those basically Jurassic park. Um, Yeah. Not in a bad way at all, but like, no, no, I think people really did play on their own strengths and their own styles. Um, I think about like Harry Potter, right? So like Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. first two movies of Harry Potter were Christopher Columbus and then went through like four subsequent different directors, which is why all each of those movies do have such a different feel. Um, Are you sure? I thought. And then it went to David Yates who did Order of the Phoenix through 
Deathly Hallows. He did the follow the last four. The first okay, because I, I might said I might have said four. I meant three. It was Christopher Columbus, and there was at least two, if not three, other people after that. And then it was okay. David Yates for the rest, who is also doing uh the the Fantastic Beast stuff. Right. Um but I think to a default they might. I don't know. I haven't seen enough. Like I I kind of felt that way with Mando, but it wasn't really distracting for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I obviously haven't seen enough of, of Boba yet to, to really. Right. Because I, I. These two episodes, I'll have to watch them again to really get that feel for it of whether or not they feel really different. Um, they both jump back and forth between uh the back to the back to flashbacks, the flashback is like you said, um, and uh, and you know current, you know present day, and so it's like because they both do that, it's kind of hard to really get a feel, I think, for the episodes. But if I mean, if he feels that way about it, I can understand why. And it's like I would prefer multiple people collaborate on a story and one person then tell that story than one person write a story and multiple people try to tell that story just to keep it, you know, contained within one vibe for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, however, trilogy, dude. <laughs> well, that that's a mess that we're not getting into tonight. Um, right. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D- sorry. Christopher Columbus directed the first one. I, I just wanted to check first on two. this. Uh, well, I produced the third one. Yeah, because I remember watching a thing about Harry Potter when they Welcome switched to Preserve to Azkaban. They're only Potters. They're only Potters. Um, you're a wizard, Harry. The <laughs> you're a Harry wizard. The uh, the third movie. I remember that's when they switched directors. I thought because mm-hmm. that's when they started wearing plain clothes. Because yep. that director was like, "Nah, you don't have to wear robes." Yeah. And I thought he was the one who took over after that. But I could be wrong, and I'm not going to sit here on the podcast and look it all up. If if we're wrong, let us know in the comments. Y'all hear um, that? I'm. I'm confident, dude. I'm getting a live. All right. Well, guess what? I check. just found it. I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was David direct- Yates who did at least the last three. So the first two were Christopher Columbus, and then Alfonso Cur- Curon Cuaron sure. did the third one, mm-hmm. and then Harry Potter Goblet of Fire was Mike Newell. Okay. And then David Yates did the last four. Order of the You're Phoenix right. through. Order of the Phoenix through the through the last part. So, hey, man, good job. Good job. That's pretty crazy, man. We're going to have to start another podcast about, you know, Potter stuff. Um, No, we're not doing that. But yeah, so all in all, putting a bow on it, man. Putting a bow but on it. it. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah. You know, I am I am excited now. Uh, after the first after the first episode, like I said, I was a little underwhelmed because of the length of it and the overall uh, feeling I have of just wanting to see new stuff. Um, sure. But which episode I'm you excited came through, dude? Like, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm content. I'm yeah, good. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Uh, like we said, the day that this drops, new episodes out. Y'all are gonna watch it. Hopefully, hopefully we can catch enough people that like enjoy this during the day, and then have that fresh yeah. Boba Fett talk in their head to go and, and watch episode. Uh, or excuse me, chapter three. And chapter three, correct. Um, um, 
one last thing before we before we get out of here. Um, one thing we didn't notice, and you took the time to write it down, so I want to give it a shout out. Eight D eight, the droid in the throne chamber was a torture droid from Return of or uh, was Return of the Rise of the Skywalker. I don't know. ROTS is that Revenge of the Sith? I don't know what these are anymore. ROTJ. I actually well, I accidentally put <sighs> ROTS, dude. I messed that all up. Dang it, man! You made me look like a fool. Damn. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's a cool little nod. Yeah. Which it's, he can't the same translate for them. Uh, apparently they need a protocol droid. Literally in the same scene. We need a protocol droid. Okay, yeah. I got to work on my boba. I got to work on my boba. I can't do a boba fed just yet. But yeah. all you got to do a boba fed you, just. Who yet. was it? Uh. Ma- D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker, baby. He did that whole hey. video that I posted on our Instagram that he did uh, an interview with E.T. where he was breaking down the different dialects of the voices. You just need mm-hmm. to get a regular reg voice down and then maybe, yeah. you know, hit it with, but not quite as like, yeah, I, I'm not going to do it right now, but. Not as raspy? Yeah. I don't know. I, I can do a clone voice when I'm not put on the spot, but now we'll I'm put on the that spot. New Zealand so accent. <laughs> anyway, anything else? Anything else no. you want to get into? I loved it, man. Go follow us on Instagram. We're on Instagram at They're Only Legends. Uh, you can, that's the main hub of our show, all that fun stuff. You can send us an email to They're Only Legends at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you can find us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's go find us there. Spencer's super active on Instagram these days with that. 2022, uh, baby. No, I'm 2022, going to be- baby. New year, new us for this podcast. We came back from our, uh, our holiday, Hiatus. rejuvenated. We've got new stuff to talk about with this book of Boba Fett. I'm excited. You're excited. We should all be excited for new Star Wars content. That being said, everybody, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. We're thankful for all of you. We didn't get to tell you for the new year how thankful we were for such a great 2021 um, killer year. We appreciate all of you sticking with us. 2022 is going to be even bigger and better. Stick with us even longer. We're going to grow this thing. We're going to get this to be literally the best Star Wars podcast on the planet. Damn it. We're going to try if we don't. So hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notify bell. If you're not already doing so, like Spencer probably already said, I don't remember. Leave us rating review on your audio podcast platforms. Either way, tune in next week for another breakdown of Chapter 3 Boba Fett and all these other Star Wars things we're going to talk about. Until then, as always, may the Force be with you. Peace out.